following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Monday, welcome to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room live in Frisco, Texas. Shannon Gross joined by my buddies, Kurt Daniels, Nate Newton, Jesse Holly. How you doing, fellas? How are we today well, on Monday? How you doing? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. What's up? What's up? What's up? Doing great. Doing great. Um, Just trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. Things are starting to get repetitive. It's like every week we talk about Dak because there's no contract done. We talk about Alden Smith. We talk about is this team going to be ready to play football? So, Kurt, where do you want to start? Should we go completely off topic or should we – Hit one of these things we've been talking about for the last seems like three or four weeks. I don't know. I feel like you're kind of you're, you're right. It's repetitive. But McCarthy did talk this week or last week. He did an interview with the media, and uh, I don't know. Kind of reaffirming what Jesse was talking about in the show the week before about how uh, I don't know. It's kind of an exciting feeling of what he's bringing. I mean, he's he's. I think he's sort of admitted he is. Uh, a little behind um, just because he, he hadn't even had a full meeting yet with his team. I think he said his WebEx wouldn't uh, accommodate 90 players, so um, he's having to do it kind of piecemeal. But he seems to like the progress that's being made. He's trying to, uh, you know, maximize his time, uh, trying to plan ahead and stay adaptable. I hope it works out. I mean, are you guys worried about this at all? I mean, is it? Is, I guess everybody's in the same boat. Uh it's guys with the uh, that has that's as smart as Einstein, and then there's guys that are dominant bricks. He will be. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till this start. You gonna find out he ain't gonna be too happy. Boy, <laughs> yes sir, yes sir. I'm, I'm just I, being in the locker room, and Jesse, you can attest to this. Being in the locker room, guys who dress sharp and always look sharp, and <laughs> they don't, they ain't always sharp. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to, yeah. to, to, Kurt's, to Kurt's point, you know, and, and that just isn't in the Cowboys' locker room, right? That's in all 32 NFL teams' locker room. You have the brights and you have the not so brights, and you have those who pick it up easy and those who don't pick it up so easy. Um, uh, again, the, the the hardest part about this entire transition is unlike, for example, a team like New Orleans or a team like Kansas City or a team like uh, Seattle who, who didn't have a whole overhaul, right? And a lot of their core guys are guys who have been under the same system, in the same system, under the same coaches for a large majority of their career. So when you're talking about trying to get a leg up or you know get back into some sort of mold whenever this thing you know opens back up really soon for a lot of these teams, um, you know those guys the the learning curve the learning period won't be as drastic as you say for a team like this who has a whole new overhaul offensively defensively special teams. So you know you kind of want to get in and, and want to get these guys uh, going so that you're able to speed up that process so you know as a coach. How could because the the thing is is that you want to be able to fairly evaluate your talent based on the things that you've seen them do under your tutelage and in your system, right? So it's so hard to evaluate a guy, and and as we get closer and closer and closer to training camp, coaches use that OTA, the mini camps, the rookie mini camps. All those are evaluation periods, and you get a chance to put your eyes on guys, and you, and you can say to yourself. We like him. We don't like him. He's going to be a good asset. He might not be a good asset. We want this guy to be around, but we got to work harder on him and this. So being not being able to have these guys around and seeing them literally putting the white of your eyes 
on these guys each and every day, it, it, it makes it a lot harder when it comes to the valuation process. Now you might have to almost rush things when you get in the training camp because you're saying, I don't have time to fully evaluate this guy and I don't have time mm -hmm. to fully see this guy immersed into my system because they're going to be a lot of nervous guys when you get into a new offense and you get into a new system there's going to be a lot of guys who just don't know it don't understand it and are going to be a little bit uh, apprehensive in their approach to you know a coach always tell you i want you to know this so you can play at your fastest when you know to to, to steal a jason garrett turn when you know that you know that you know that you know you play <laughs> at a you play at a speed much greater than those who are thinking they know or trying to figure it out as they go. So that, that's the biggest thing about this process is, is how can I fully evaluate guys that I have not actually seen, not only physically, but mentally and how they fit in, in, in my scheme and in my system. I and think then you gotta be, you gotta be careful when, the, when, when, when they do start training, who's in this type of shape, who's not in this type of shape. Right. Who, is, uh, who is ready to go during training camp, who is not ready to go. It is so many factors playing into these guys with a new coaching staff, I mean, from top to bottom, like Jenny said, from, from special teams up to the offense, including your defense. Now now you – this this thing is going to be funny. Uh, and you go, you're going to want to kind of beat up personally if they will let us in or let us be – you want to see this for yourself, how this thing builds up week by week once they get back. Uh, I'm going to try to be in every little thing I can be in because I don't want to get no second hand. I want to see for myself how these guys fit in because we're all excited about the new coaching staff, but what's going to be the biggest deal is not so much offensive, but what uh, Mike Nolan going to bring defensively and what Coach Foster going to bring to the special team. And will he and, ask for veteran they, players to be a part of it? And they're going to spend a lot of training camp getting guys in shape. I, I'm sorry, but I, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you guys, <laughs> there are a large majority of guys who won't be in shape. There are a lot, like we, we see the video clips come out every once in a while. A lot of these cats ain't working out hard. A lot of these cats don't have themselves in the shape that they're going to need to be in heading into training camp. So it, it, that's another factor is, is how do we training wheel this thing? Because you want guys to go full speed, but you talk about, you know, we've had soft tissue issues here in cowboy land before you're going to see a lot of soft groins hamstrings calves of that type of nature because you're going to go from doing absolutely nothing or very little to now ramping it up to 100 miles an hour when you have another guy in front of you and that competition breeds for you to go an extra you know your, your, your rpms get ramped up a lot so do, you know you they're going to spend a lot of this time getting the condition do you think that now this will never happen? But do you think in a perfect world they would training camp would be longer, or are they going to have to spend more time with the conditioning part before they can really get in the meat and potatoes you of, mean, the, of the scheme? I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that if you push training camp to be longer, that means you have to push the season back some. So that 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 throws off everything. I think they're going to still try to get. Maybe they, you know, maybe they move it up. A little bit, you know, it normally starts in, you know, kind of that mid-July-ish time. Maybe they may move it up to early July to give you another week or so into it. I don't, I don't know how the players will react to that. Some may be open to that and welcome to that. But, again, a lot of the onus comes to your big, you know, it should be. And it's not because we are creatures of habit as athletes. While we, we our entire lives, as far as athletes, we are able to function at a high level, but it's always been instructional. Someone has always been there to, hey, you got to be here at 6 a.m. A strength coach is there. A, trainee, a trainer is there. A nutritionist is there. Someone feeds you. Someone lifts you. Someone, you know, everything is, we come in and we're able to do it at a level higher than other people, but there's always been a set of structure and someone there to implement it, uh, uh, you know, for it happening. A lot of these guys don't know how to function on their own. A lot of these guys don't know what it is to really have to turn over that, you know, tur turn into that new person where you're the only one that's accountable for you. It's different when you just kind of, you know, you can come and do your job as far as a player, but getting yourself in shape, you know, running the routes. And I know that everyone has a different sort of trainer and stuff like that, but are these guys, and there are some, I'm not saying all, there are some that are putting in the proper work because they, you know, whether it's contract year or 
you know, guys are trying to just kind of back better. Um, but there are a lot, especially when we're talking about the younger guys who are just learning what it means to be a professional. There are a lot of those guys who are like, yeah, I'll work out on Monday and Tuesday real hard, but you won't, I, I won't do nothing again until Saturday. So that's taking, you know, taking a step forward and then two steps back when it comes to conditioning and strength training and all that kind of stuff. And, and again, when you get to massing those bodies together, those 300 pound guys, those 250 pound guys, and now, you know, your little 30 minute workout doesn't compare to when you run over five to 10 miles in routes all day, your legs are heavy. And that's when those soft tissue issues come, up, come about with the hamstrings and the calves and the groins and all the other stuff. And now you'll be seeing a lot of guys now needing days off and he's gonna be out for a couple of days. That, that kills you in the sense of, you had nothing prior to this to get these guys the knowledge that they need for the offense, defense, and or special teams. And now, and I'm just using this name, I'm not saying him, I'm just using this name, but if Amari's now, his, his, his quad is hurting, so now he has to sit out a week and a half of training camp. I can't evaluate him. I, I can't see what this offense and these plays look like that we wanna run with Amari, that we put in for Amari, and all this other stuff is he's on the sideline because he has a hamstring or a quad injury. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's a lot of that going to factor into what we do in these next coming, you know, next couple of weeks, month. Yeah. And when you heard what New Orleans coach, Coach Payton said, he said it because he has a core of guys that know what's expected. Mm-hmm. They know who they are and what they're about. And they have goals set in stone that they are all trying to achieve those 50 to 60 guys, core guys. When you got a guy where it's new coach and new players and new systems, I'm with you 100%, Just These guys are going to be scrambling. And the ones that are on the bubble, God forbid you come out of shape or not Ooh. ready to go <laughs> because they're going to they're gonna blow past you, man. They're going to blow past you. And uh, I would be in panic mode. If just Nate personally coming from where I came from, I would be kind of in panic mode, so I won't be my fattest of my fattest like I normally be doing training camp. <laughs> I, I agree with Jesse, Kurt. Like these guys, a lot of them are going to come in out of shape because, I mean, Jesse proves it to us every Monday. If you don't have someone sitting there making him get on the call, he's not going to show up on. on the show. <laughs> and if he shows shout up, out to Chris his, Bean. His, shout out to his, Chris Bean for making sure I'm always on time. <laughs> and even if he shows up, if somebody's not there to put his camera the white way, he's going to show up with his camera sideways. Shout out to, shout out to Chris Bean <laughs> for getting my camera going the right way. Thank you, Chris Bean. We, we need, listen, get you a Chris Bean in your life. You, if you get you a Chris Bean in your life, you will be okay. So shout out to Chris Bean to make sure I'm on time. Shout out to Chris Bean to make sure my camera is facing the right way. <laughs> I've, I've, been to, I've been wanting to ask you guys this because I think we're, we're going to see some really bad football the first several weeks of the season because I, I, I think with what you guys said, I don't think training camp's going to be your normal training camp because they're going to be worried about getting these guys in shape. I don't. I think they're probably going to have to sacrifice some stuff in camp. Maybe, you know, a little bit of time with tackling drills. Maybe it takes you an extra few days to get everybody into shape to pass conditioning tests, where they don't get the reps they normally would. I think football will will get back to the quality football that we're used to seeing. But I think it may take a, a few extra weeks. I mean, you, you see it now whenever the guys don't get the reps in preseason games. The tackling's bad. You know, you have miscommunications on routes. What do you guys think as far as, you know, when the season does start, the first few weeks, are, are we going to see some, some bad football? I think what we're going to see – I think we're going to see training camp as far as preseason games done differently. I think you're going to see more of the veteran guys playing in more of the games, more longer extended periods of time. You know, we always, we always gear up for that third preseason game, the veteran game. I think you're going to start seeing those veteran guys because they didn't have any offseason work. They didn't have an opportunity to get together and come together. I think that they're going to use those games now, again, working themselves back in shape, working themselves back in the rhythm. I think you're going to see a lot more guys, your, 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 
Drew Breeses and Michael Thomases and Tyree Kills and uh, of the world's Tom Brady's of the world's playing, you know, in preseason game number one for two and a half quarters, in preseason game number two for half, in preseason game number three for you know three quarters, and maybe even in preseason game number four for a quarter or two, just trying to get those guys back in some sort of game-like rhythm. And, you know, there's only one way to get in football shape. Okay, guys, there's, there's only one way. I, I don't care what you do. And, you know, you can, it helps you if you condition yourself in the offseason. There's only one way to get in football shape, and that's play to football. actually play football. That is the only way. So to get guys in, in football shape, I just don't mean lung capacity, being able to breathe. I mean just getting your body in that, to be able to take that trauma. When you haven't literally hit anybody in months, your body begins to heal itself and go back to the natural form. You got to get your shoulders, if you're a linebacker, ready to take on a block again. You know, get those, your arms being beat up and bruised if you're a, a guard or tackle from being punched and hit all day. You know, receivers, your legs have to build that callus back up from running all day long. So getting yourself in football condition can only happen if you're playing football. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing those preseason games used a lot differently this year than we have in the past. Well, the thing about it is the Cowboys got the advantage due to the fact that they got the Hall of Fame game, right? Amen. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So they they got an extra week to put some things in place and to do some things. And I don't know how they're going to play the players in the the preseason, but it would be to the Cowboys' advantage, you know, to to make sure that guys – use those extra preseason games, especially these guys that you have on the bubble. We don't want to come into this season, you know, uh, hearing that, hey, well, we, we, we still trying to get guys right. You got an extra week. You got to have guys right because the way we start this season is going to dictate a lot of how we finish this season. Mm-hmm. We, we can't yeah. do what we did last year, start this uh, great run, then all of a sudden, uh, lose two or three games to, to, to teams that are playoff ready and playoff bound, that's not happening. If you get behind this year, you, you're not catching up. Yeah. I just really believe that. That's a good I point. Thought. Usually that, that extra preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, is kind of looked at as, as a bad thing because it messes right. up your schedule. It adds an extra game that you have potential for, for injuries and things like that. Really, it's you know, the last preseason game, no one's really making the team or not making the team that, that game anyway because they pretty much have their minds made up. So it's a great point. That's This is actually an advantage, I think, this year because you get an extra look at these guys and, and get them an extra game to get them in shape. Well, I, I first thought that everything would just maybe be simplified. They wouldn't, you know, get into as much expansion of the playbook or whatever. But they do have Kellen Moore coming back, and they say that, you know, that terminology of a new coach is maybe the biggest thing is he has different ways of doing things but with more there does that mean maybe things won't change that much and maybe they can expand it more than than we might think well i'm not worried about offensively i'm not everything i'm talking about is special teams in and uh in the defensive coordinator uh he's gonna try to bring his his three four concepts because if we stay the same on defense really you you got to put put something you got to put some new that special teams got we got to start our starting point on special teams uh our return average 20 20 on the 22 yard line you can't start there we give up the 35 and only gain the 20 that that's eight or nine ten yard a uh, uh, field position right there before we even start the game our, our punter has to be a hundred percent better our, 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 our field goal guy, should we mention that? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. That's the big difference. Not so much offense, really. It's what got to happen, special teams and defensively. Let's take a quick break, fellas. I've got a question for you guys. I think everyone – Kurt's got a really cool poll, some questions. He's got about ten questions for us he's going to bring up later on in the show. One of the questions is – uh, how many games will the Cowboys win in 2020? And 73% of the people that were polled said 10 to 11. With McCarthy coming in, not being able to meet with the team, I think everyone expects this team to be better than it was last year. Uh, I think the majority of people think it should be a lot better. 
Should we tap the brakes on that expectation this first year just because McCarthy is getting a late start and he's not able to get eyeballs on this team? He's not going to be able to evaluate these guys and may not really know what kind of team he has until close to, if not into the season. I want to know your thoughts when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. The Cowboys way where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. You need to go to wingstop.com now to get that undeniable deliciousness delivered right to your door. Your choice of 11 mouth-watering flavors like zesty lemon pepper, mango habanero, or spicy Korean Q. All available in boneless or classic Wingstop where flavor gets its wings. I went on Saturday. They have a hell of a deal right now. For like 20 bucks, you get two large drinks, a large fry, you get two uh, eight-piece boneless or bone-in wings, and then you get six tenders. You get like six different, eight different sauces. It was, I couldn't even eat it all. Me and the woman couldn't even eat everything, so. It was really good. Y'all need to go check it out. And that's saying a lot because I can eat. I'm not going to speak for my woman because I'm, I might I'm say like, but I can eat. Don't can go eat. there. Don't go there right now. Don't go there right now. Don't go there right now. You know, that's, that's amazing that the – the other three guys or the other four guys, Count and Chris Bean, can get our stuff delivered. But since Chris can't get his stuff delivered, he want all of Shannon. us to go out. Shannon. That, yeah. I mean, Shannon yeah, get- yeah, Shannon, excuse me. So, Shannon, what, what's the deal, <laughs> man? You that selfish had, where you can't? No. I had to go pick mine up. I didn't even get mine delivered. I went to the store. That's what I'm saying. Drove up right. There. But the rest of us can get delivered. So why don't you this let has, the rest of us be delivered? This has nothing it, to do with me. This has nothing to do with me. This is our sponsorship. Okay. But Nate says, have, Nate says being the best teammate is willing to sacrifice yourself right. for the betterment of the team. That is the ultimate teammate. That is the definition of teammate. Be willing to sacrifice yourself <laughs> for the betterment <laughs> I, of your teammates. Wow. I agree. I, I totally Shannon. agree. I, you know what I'm going to do? Come on, I'm Captain. Gonna, we have a new, we have a new rep <laughs> on our on our Wingstop account. Rolla Bradley, RIP Rolla. Sorry, man. I, I loved having you on that account. We are now represented internally by Allie Wilker, and I am confident that Allie can get this figured out before the end of the season or before. Ladies always houses. get it done right. 
That's right. So I'm going to get with Allie. And we're going to make this happen. So. All right. All right. Uh, hold Back you to, to football. That. Okay. Back to football. I've got a question for you fellas. Should we – I think we're all excited. I think everyone on this show would probably be in agreement that this team should have a better record than they have last had last year by probably two to three games. Should we curb those expectations a little bit just because we have a new coach coming in, a new staff, they haven't been able to evaluate this talent? I think we should still be very excited. We should be super excited about the future and the direction that this team's going. But should we just tap the brakes a little bit about this year and just say, you know what, this is a year to get everything together. The coaching staff needs to figure everything out. They're, they're at a disadvantage because they're not able to get around the team. We don't know when that's going to happen. Should I not be as excited as I normally would be if this was a normal season? What do you guys think? Hmm. Anyone? Man. Jump in. At any time. <laughs> I'll, I'll go I first. Think- you should absolutely be excited, uh, Shannon. Okay. Kurt, you okay. should absolutely be yeah. excited. Nate, you should absolutely be excited because for the okay. same reason that you say that this team has a disadvantage because they haven't got a chance to get, get, get together with one another, the team that they're playing has no film of this team wanting to see, wanting to do what Mike McCarthy wants to do. And I know that they may be able to see film of what he's done before, but there is no film of what it looks like for this team to do the things that he wants to implement. So all those other uh, uh, 16 teams that they'll be playing throughout the season, they don't know either. They don't know what to expect. They don't know when Amari Cooper's going to line up every single time and when he's two yards outside the numbers, he's going to run one of two routes like they did before. They don't know that, uh, 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 what's my man name? Daniel Jones won't be like uh, the kid from the Jets and line up, walk to the line of scrimmage and go, Oh my goodness, this defense is staying in the same defense that I saw on film? No, there's going to be a different look to this football team. And even though that this team may not fully understand everything that it wants to do, the opposing team, whether that be offense, defense, and on special team from the opposing team, they have no idea either. So I'd much rather be on the side where I have some understanding of what we're doing than to be on the other side to have zero understanding of what we're doing. And even if you have a resemblance of what Mike McCarthy or Mike Nolan or Fossil have done for in the past, you've never seen it done with these type of players or these type of athletes. So you 100% should be excited for this new look Cowboys team, offense, defense, and special teams, because for all the reasons that you're saying that they may be at a disadvantage on their side, they're at a supreme advantage because those other teams have no idea what they're facing. There is no film. There is no cut-ups of Amari Cooper and, and, and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup running these different concept routes or, or, or what Zeke looks like running these different you know zone running things that Mike McCarthy may be implementing into his system. The same thing with if, if Mike Nolan is going to this 3-4-4-3 type of hybrid defense, the opposing team's offensive coordinator has never seen what this thing will look like. He doesn't know if we're going to line up on first down on 3-4 or 4-3 or what we're going to do on rush downs. Are we blitzing safeties or corners? Now, when we get to the midpoint of the season, there'll be some sort of film there, but we hope that by that time, our offense will begin to grow, our defense will begin to grow, we'll be getting more comfortable in that, and we can do more things and have more variations. So I want you to be absolutely excited about this football team, this coaching staff, and what they'll be going to be able to do because those other teams that they're playing have no clue. Oh my God, man! They need to let you be on these Zoom meetings, boy, because you just brought the thunder. Come on, where to go, Jesse? Come on! Wow, nice. That was nice, Jess. Wow, man, you brought that. I think you know. I agree. So you thinking? I think ten wins is definitely manageable. I mean, are you thinking better than that? What was their record last year? Eight Eight, and eight. Is that you what get, you're shooting for? Eight you, get, that, you get two, you get two more wins just because Jason Garrett's not here. I, I'm telling you, a head, a good head coach gives you a win and a half in a season. So I'm, I'm, I'm adding a win and a half to this team simply because Jason Garrett is no longer at the helm. I say two wins. A good coach give you two and a half wins. I see it every, they, I see it every year in the college level and the pros. 
Mm-hmm. So you picking them to go 18 and 0 this year? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shannon. Wow, that way to take shots at me, Mr. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, I'm just echoing what Jesse said. I mean, he said one and a half wins. I say two and a half wins. I believe in coaching. I believe that as a, if a coach can, is allowed to be himself and his word is law, I'm, 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 I'm with McCarthy. But I just, I just want to see what our defense is going to do. And we'll know within the first five or six games. Then I, I can really be more uh, confident and be as confident as, as Jesse is. Nice. I think we might have lost Shannon. I don't know. You there, Shannon? I yeah, I think the wing stopped. I think the wing stopped. Got it. I think wing stopped. Got it. Maybe but, he's but, going but, out to get us some. But but here's here's the thing. I, I think with this team, like talent alone. Like this is a talent. Just talent alone. And I and, and I know people. A lot of people said last year, well, we misevaluated this team because we we know that all the names are there. But I think just with this type of talent, this is a 9-10 win team. Like, just, I, mm. I mean, like, literally, like, this is a good on-paper football team. You no matter have all the names. Yeah, you're saying the talent, no matter who's coaching, they should win at least 9 or 10. But with the coaching, you can get up to 11-12. I'm just saying, like, listen, with bad coaching, we got eight. Yeah. <laughs> we got eight. <laughs> every year. Like every year you can count us for eight with bad coaching, with with predictable coaching, bad coaching, lack of accountability, lack of creativity, lack of evolution, all of those things. We got eight. All right. So let's just let's just walk into this thing and say, We got eight. He took and all the God fact. He took all the God factors out of that, didn't he? <laughs> so I'm just saying, like we walking in with and, evolution, and, and, and creativity. I mean. As as long as we have a healthy quarterback, and we all know that across the National Football League, if your quarterback goes down, you know, and I know that the Nick Foles situation that that's more of an anomaly. Like that doesn't happen. That's an anomaly. Like that that stuff doesn't happen. Quarterbacks don't come in and go. Backup quarterbacks don't come in and go win Super Bowl. They go win a game or two. But if you lose your franchise quarterback, your season is pretty much, you know, down the drain for the most part. So if we keep a healthy quarterback, we walk into the season with eight. We walk in. We we know that. We know we got eight. Everything (laughs) else on that, we should just be growing off of eight. So whether that means 10, 12, 14, whatever, we walk in with eight. We walk into the year. We ain't doing that. Two times eight. I'm just asking. I don't know math like you, Jesse. What two times eight? You a money man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. So, I'm just hey, so what would make this season? This is one of the questions we've, we've kind of been talking about um, in the survey. But what would make it a the season a success? Then, do you think ten wins is a success, or they got to? They got you know they did that in the past and didn't do anything in the playoffs. Do they got to make a good playoff run then this first year, with McCarthy? You got to make a good playoff run. You you have to, like yeah, you have to. Like that's just that is still the standard. Like the standard is you have to, you have to have a you. I mean, a Super Bowl is the standard, but at some point in time you got to say, all right, let's get to the NFC Championship game. Like we all right, like okay, okay. Y'all want to do reality? Y'all want to do what's for real? Nate, we always do. Of course, you're, you're, you're the, when, you're the when, only one that jumps in and out of reality with us. We always Jesse, the only the only you're, person you're, on this show that's been on a been on a real non non reality TV show says we only deal in reality. We only deal in reality, baby. Y'all can jump on me all you want, but if we win our division, which should be easy to do, and if we get these eleven wins. We, we should win the second round of the playoffs. And that, that, that start there. Win your division, win, win, win your first game, and then go from there. I, I call that success. I, I call that success. Really? Because, really? Because, yes, I do. Yes, I do, because McCarthy going to get us that. He should get us that. With, 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 with the average defense and a special teams that won't hurt you, they should so get pre- us – that right you're, there, that should be basic. Now, you're if you predicting go to the NFC, NFC Championship, Championship game, or if you go to, if you have a shot at the Super Bowl, 
that is truly, truly icing on the cake with strawberry and everything. So, you know, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about a real, real look at what the Cowboys should do. I'm talking about a real look. Not, not, not you know, not all the cheering and the rah-rah and the XFLs and all of that right there. I'm talking about what should really happen. See, I think if you – first-year coach, I think if you have 11 or 12 wins, you win the division, you get to the playoffs, and you win, win that the first, first game. playoff game, I think that's – even if you make it to the playoffs, I think with what this team has done, I think you win 11 or 12 games and you get in the playoffs and you say you get – you don't – you know, you have a great showing in the playoffs – to me, that's a great building block. Now, you guys have the standard, I guess, a little bit higher, Jesse and, and Nate. No, I don't. Wanna, no, I, no, I don't. I, I think that's – to me, that's success, Kurt. I think that's a Eleven good wins. first year. Mm-hmm. Eleven wins and a first-round win is they need great a for me. Win. So you got at least one so playoff. But, I think you got to get a playoff – you got to get a playoff win for this to be – But now it changes. Year. You got to get yeah, a I do. No, you got to get it one. But it changes for me if you get 12 wins. That means you beat somebody. That means you beat somebody and you show the you show the league who you are. When you get 12 wins, you show that you you beat you have beat some people and you show the league who you are. 12 wins you and know. no playoff win? I don't know about that. No, no. 12 wins. Then I'm looking for something a little bit more. Than just that first round win. Oh, then you want two. That, that, yeah, yeah, I need two. Okay. I need it for real. Now, Jesse, you can throw your hands up. That one or two game <laughs> makes a difference, bro. Between having home, between having home field advantage throughout the playoffs, but and, how does that change? It how changed change? for me, Jesse. How it changed for me, Jesse. Stop, stop. That changed for me, Jesse. You're right. You're right. You are. You are entitled you know, to your opinion. Yeah, you are, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, I lay the death. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. I love you to death, Jess. I'm, I'm the one that don't take shots at you when you show up two minutes before the show. With me and Chris being here working to make sure you right. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> hey, man, before we go into further, y'all, t- hey, t- Kurt looking good. His, his wife cut his hair. This has got to oh, be yeah. the cheapest dude in America. Won't buy a phone. Wife cuts his hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's had to cut my hair. The places have been closed, man. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, All no. you scraggly guys should get your wives cut your hair. No, nah, no, nah, we ain't going to do that. Me and Jesse are going to hold on for dear life. I can't see what my man, uh, uh, Kurt, uh, Shannon, looks yeah, like. Yeah, Shannon got a hat on. He's smart, I guess. Yeah, I'm not cutting it until I go back to work. And the only clothes that Kurt wears are the, are the clothes that the team provides, if you notice. It's like, yeah, <laughs> come on, Kurt. You, you got to be the cheapest dude, man. <laughs> hey, but Jesse, I'm serious. That one Kurt, big game. That's that how the one rich game. stay rich, Kurt. That's how the rich stay rich. Don't listen gotta, to me, man. I got to get let's, there first. Let your wife cut your hair, save the money, man. Where hey, hey, Chris Cowboy just said, clothes. Yeah. Chris just said something. Everybody is in the wild card weekend. They're playing the way they got the new schedule. What, what did you put up, Chris Beam? Hit that back again, please. He says, everyone plays in a wild card round except one team. That's the first uh, number one seed gets a bye. So that's okay. what I'm saying. You, you got Everybody gets into the – everybody playing week one. You got to – come on, man. Okay. Like, I, I'm, I, but I'm with that. I'm with that. But if you get 12 wins, just – I mean, in the old way, that was home field advantage. You know, if you got 12, you'd be like, man, one more win going to guarantee us this. Right, you right. Know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You want to be at the crib, man. You don't want to be I, traveling. Absolutely, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all I'm Speaking saying. I mean, it's like, I, you know, would you rather come to my house and eat wings or would you rather me come to your house and eat wings where you can just sit there and do your thing and when you through, you can just go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how hey, to go to the house. Before we take our last break, and our next, uh, next segment, Kurt, I want to get into that, uh, that poll. Uh, we're talking about the way that people look. Jesse, love the shirt, man. <laughs> you want to get into the, the poll? Shirt, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You want to get into the poll? You wanna, uh, that, that word poll can mean so many things, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm always in the gutter. I'm going always go straight to the gutter. Nate, I'm going to save you. It ain't the gutter, man. I'm going to save you. We're going to break. 
It will be back. I'll hang with the boys. Planning your next family vacation? Make it Dreams Playa Mujeres Golf Resort and Spa. Enjoy the perks of unlimited luxury at this all-sweet beachfront haven where gourmet meals, premium drinks, and activities are all included. Only 10 minutes from downtown Cancun, Dreams is situated on a private white sand beach. Soak in the views from the infinity pool, pamper yourself at our spa, or enjoy family time at the Lazy River and Water Park. Book your stay today at Dreams Plymouth Harris by visiting dreamsresorts.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way. Where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Here at the Dallas Cowboys, we can't wait to get back on the field, and we know you can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to cheer us on. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your Cowboys tickets, plus tickets to hundreds of other events, concerts, rodeos, and we'll be able to enjoy them all again very soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed, SeatGeek, let's go. All right, we are back, and I don't think I can finish out this show without us touching on real quick what's going on in America right now, what's going on in Dallas, what's going on all across the country. I don't have the answers. I I don't know. I just I know we got to figure this out, fellas. We got to figure this out as human beings, as people. Like we've got to figure out how to love each other and treat each other equal and and just I, like I said I don't have the answers I am lost for words the last few days and I just I don't feel good as a human being and Jesse before Nate took us in the gutter <laughs> we, I said I like I, I like your shirt you're not the best yeah. artist in the world no I'm, give I'm you not a plus 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 for, for effort. effort thank you and yep. and I like it and I just I just wanted to give you guys a few minutes. I don't want to get too deep into this because this is a football show, and I think sports do a really good job of, of letting people escape whatever reality they're in. But right now, I, I, I don't know how to feel as a human. And you guys, go ahead. You you guys want me to go first? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, because after you get through, we won't be able to say nothing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say it, I'll say it for all of us. No, um, I, we are we are living in some in some. Uh, uh, the last couple of days have been have been tough on me and the people who who look like me. But you know, what we're seeing now, we're, we're seeing a culmination of, of of people being sick and tired. People of color, black people, being sick and tired of being sick and tired of uh, police brutality. And I know that we aren't blaming every single police officer. We're not. We're not. But. You know, when, when people say, you know, there's a you know, bad bunch, you know, one, a couple bad apples in the, in the bunch. Uh, Chris Rock talked about this in the comedy thing. And he said there's certain professions that just can't have bad apples. Right. He's like, you know, police are one of them. Like you can't have bad pilots. Right. Think about think about having like, oh, well, I just 
crashed into a mountain today. Like you just can't, in certain professions, especially when you swear you swore an oath to protect and serve the communities that you in, you can't have these bad apples. And so, uh, I think one of the things that we have to do collectively as as a as a community, as as a, a group of people, is that we we need black men, black people. We need the Kurt Daniels, we need the Shannon Gross, we need the Chris Beans of the world, the people who don't look like us, to speak up for us. We're doing a bunch of screaming, we're doing a bunch of to talking, we've tried peacefully, we've tried all these other things and we still have been ignored. And what we're seeing across the country now is what happens when your, when your peacefulness and your pleading and your uh, 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 crying out for help goes, goes unanswered and it's ignored. You now have hurt, you now have anger. And so when we say these things, we need those who don't look like us, but who love us and say that we're their brothers and, their, uh, and our, their sisters and they stand with us, we need their voices. We need, their, uh, 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 we need them to use their platform to speak out against those type of injustice that we see all across the board. No, you're never gonna know what it's like to walk out of the house each and every day and feel like how I feel or how Nate feels and think is today the day that simply because the color of my skin, I will be treated differently than other people. And I know that you, you it, that's just not the life that you live, but that's the life that we live. And so we always, we wanna make sure that those who call themselves our friends, those who call themselves our brothers and who love us that don't look like us, that they speak up for us because this senseless act of, 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 of police brutality and for, for, for killing unarmed people has to stop. It has to stop because I, I, I don't, I don't want to live in this society like this anymore. I, I'm fearful every time that I leave the house that will this be the day that I don't return simply because the color of my skin. So what you're seeing across the country right now is a group of people, of colored people, of black people saying, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, I'm, I've been ignored. I've done everything you've asked me to do over years, not just, not over years, tens and twenties and hundreds of years of asking, can you please treat us better? Can you please value our lives? Can you please, you like, like don't just treat us like animals, we're human beings. And so now you're seeing the residual effects of that. And I hope that we can come up with, with answers. And, you know, we don't, we don't, people say, you know, we need, we need more Martin Luther Kings of the world. No, we don't. We, we, we had a Martin Luther King. They assassinated him. We need more people that don't look like us speaking for us. And I think that will go a long way in changing laws. Get out and vote locally uh, uh, in, your, in your cities. Get out and vote presidentially, government-wise, because we have to get people in place that's going to, that's going to actually look out for us and care for us. Amen, my brother. That's well all said. that need to be said. Well put, Jesse. Thank you. Y'all ready you. to move this on, man? Because uh, <clears throat> like I told you before we started this, you can go on forever and ever, but Jesse said it nicely. Thank you, Jesse. Yep. Good job, Jesse. We got to figure this out, man. Got to get this figured out. All right, Kurt, you got a poll. Whatever kind of poll Nate wants it to be, it's a poll. <laughs> so now look, now, he got one. I don't want to transition. How do we transition? How do we transition from a very moving PSA? Yeah. Thank you, man. Going to Thank polls you. of any kind. Only Shannon Gross can make that swift of transition. Great job, Shannon. Wow. That, that, that's how you get Way the new light Shannon. again. <laughs> wow. That's awful. You're welcome. Awful. You're welcome. Well, you know, can you, mean, that's funny. Can you, <laughs> you could at least say something like, well, we took a, 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 a survey, oh. and these are the things that came from the survey. <laughs> Come on, Shannon, you could have been thinking of something, right? My bad, and Kurt's notes, it does say survey. I don't know why I said cold. My bad. <laughs> oh, Kurt. Kurt you must have been in Atlanta, homeboy. You have 10 minutes. You have 10 minutes. Ooh. 10 minutes. That's awful. Shannon, well, you have okay, so. time down there on Northwest Highway, brother. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Walking by the lake, baby. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so if I try to get this back on the rails, I don't know if that's even possible <laughs> anymore. But yeah, so the Athletic did a survey of Cowboys fans, and they asked a bunch of questions. I pulled out a few of them, but uh, kind of the state of the team and what people thought. They got about twenty three hundred responses or so, and uh, some of them were sort of interesting. One of the the questions, the first question asked was, uh, "Will the Cowboys win a Super Bowl in five years?" And seventy one, seventy two percent said yes. They thought that the Cowboys would win a Super Bowl in five years. Oh, easy. Wow. easy? I agree. Come on. Easy. I agree. Easy, I agree. bro. Easy. They, they, on they, that. they have to. They have to. They, uh, they, they have, have to. Easy, this is, bro. Because that window, this they don't, in the next five years, that window may be shut. If they don't get it in the next five years, we probably won't see it for another 50. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Easy, man. Oh, come on, Kurt. That was too easy. Try another one, Kurt. Okay, all right. Here we go. Uh, here's here's one. Uh, the Cowboys' most valuable player. 61- Zeke, your Elliot, baby. Uh, Zeke. 2% said Dak. 17% said Zeke. Come and on, I think. Man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come we on. all know it's the quarterback. We all know it's the quarterback. It's always the quarterback. Okay. Go ahead on. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nate, turn your phone off. Nate, turn your phone off. Nate. Okay. All right. Okay. I think we, we might have. Are you back, Kurt? Am I back? I think I'm back. All right. All right. Sorry. Yeah. You froze. Uh, what do I got? Most, most overrated player. Who do you think they said the most overrated player was? These fans of ours. Jalen Smith. Wow. That's right. Jalen Smith was pick one. Number two was Zeke. Number three. What? <laughs> it's two reasons. It's two reasons this why I come the close to the. It's two reasons why I come in. It's the Zeke factor and it's the Game of Thrones Shannon factor. All right. That's the only reason you're here. That's what we're about here. Ah! I agree. Right. That, no, that it's probably more that, the. That, that poll is now irrelevant. That, that's a uh, bogus poll. If that survey is now irrelevant. Players. Yes. My guess is not maybe not the player, but the position maybe they're thinking of. The running back position is overrated. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, confidence in McCarthy, that McCarthy can get the job done. Let's see, 63% gave him four out of a five that he would get the job done. Hey, Jess, and I want to add something to that because you're big on this. You think that with his offensive mind that he would be so good to uh, we can have a minimal defense. And so how do you take that with this with this survey? 63%, 80%? No, I, his, I, think, I think that is going to be the, 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 the means of how they operate. They want to have such a right. prolific offense that, right. that I don't need my defense to be top 10. That's a luxury right. if they are. But we're going to right. score so many points, and we're going to put so much pressure on the other team's offense to get out of rhythm and out of what they want to do because they're going to be trailing us or afraid to give us the ball back um, that they mess up. I do. I think they're going to they're going to hang their hat on that offense, and they're going to tell their defense, "Listen, we don't we don't." It's going to be the opposite of what the Ravens used to do back in the day. You know, it was like, "Hey, right. the defense would be like offense." Just don't turn the ball over and give us 14 points. We'll take care of the rest. It's going to be offense. You know, defense, just don't give up 45 points. We'll take care of the rest because we're going to be able to score 35-plus points a game. So I think they're, they're looking at this saying, we don't have to have all these primetime names on defense because we're going to light the scoreboard up. Jerry's going to have to change some light bulbs in the score because it's going to be <laughs> like, 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 a, like a jackpot. It's going to be the scoreboard going to be lighting up so much. And defense, you're going to be able to play with the lead. You're going to be able to play with teams now having to pass the ball a lot more than they can hit. run the ball. Going to put them one in one arm behind their back, and then we'll be able to attack. I I do agree are with we, that. I think it's going to be the way they are. Are we looking, as you were talking through that, Jesse, are we looking at kind of the the mentality of the – remember the, the, the Rams, the greatest show on turf? Is that kind of the yep. mentality that this team needs to take? Kansas City, baby. Yep. Uh, I'm, I, I am. Day Chiefs. Yeah, I, I am. I am with that. This is this is spread it out, pitch and catch, throw it around the park. Everybody get some, 
and, and we're just going to abuse you every which way we can. Like, everywhere you, everyone, everywhere you look, we're going to abuse you. We're going to abuse you on the outside. We're going to abuse you in the slot. We're going to abuse you down the middle. We're going to bruise you between Let's the tackles. Go. We're going to bruise you. Like, we're going go. we're gonna, to we're abuse you every single way that you want, like, you don't want to be abused. Offensively, we're going to do it. 16 and 0, baby. Here we go. I ain't say all that. I ain't say all that. I ain't say all that. Well, what, what did you just say? I said we're gonna abuse you. Now there's th- there are gonna be some teams that be like, oh, you can't abuse us. We're gonna abuse you. Like so every now and again, we might run into a team that you know got oh. more, got a little bit more, got a little bit more abusing in their blood than we do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Last year you said they had to they had to score thirty points a game. Are we looking? They gotta get more than that now. You gotta get if 35. I say, if I say that this year, Kurt, when I get fired again, I said that last year and I got fired. <laughs> if I say it this year, we won't if fire I, you. If I, <laughs> if I say that again this year, will I lose my job or will I keep my job? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. Uh, let's no, see. No, but they are Go gonna have to score. They're gonna have to score 30 plus points a game. Yes, yeah, they are, yeah. and they should. Uh, yeah, they definitely should. We uh, we talked about this already, but 63% of the fans on this uh, poll uh, said that for the season to be success, they had to reach the it's NFC survey, Championship. It's a survey, Kurt. It's a survey. It's a survey, yeah. <laughs> 63 said they had to reach the NFC Championship. 22 said they just had to make the playoffs. So there's high expectations, of course, with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let's see. Times. <laughs> uh, let's see. Which... <laughs> Dax contract here. Uh, highest paid. 39% said that they would sign him even if he was the highest paid. 28% said sign him, but not the highest paid. And then 24% said franchise tag him. Just let him play that. So, there you, you get, go. More of that. You got you got to sign him, man. You got to you, you don't sign have him, a, you don't have a choice. Like yeah. Andy Dalton, I love you, but I don't feel good going into the season with, with that as your number one, and I don't think that's what this team signed him for. you got to get this yeah. deal done. And you know what? I think they're going to get it done. I think they're just both playing the waiting game, and it's going to come yeah, down to the, 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 week, the week of. Yeah. But ESPN's Jeremy Fowler said, I think on Center Sunday, that that he has heard, whoever his sources are, that if the team offered Dak a four-year deal at $35 million a year, that it'd be hard for Dak to pass up, which – if that's really true, I'm like, why aren't they? I mean, they they should be giving that to him right now. They don't want that. They want that extra year. Yeah, yeah. The team wants that it's extra year. They, they want that point. fifth year to take that money and stretch it out just a little bit longer and not have to come back to that. Because you think about it, like think about how fast in real life and in football life four years go. Like you give them, you give them four years before you know it, and especially. If we're going for what the poll says, in four years, the poll said five. But if the poll says in those four years he wins a Super Bowl, in year three, you ain't getting to year four. In year three, if he wins a Super Bowl, he going to want a new deal. So you're you looking at, I'm back at the table again, and you think the fans are like, there, there are some fans who are saying pay him. There are some saying not pay him. If he brings us a Super Bowl in that four-year window, there's not going to be a fan on this planet that, that is not like Jerry, Stephen, whoever name, last name is Jones. If you don't pay him whatever he want for us to run it back again, and now he's now the market has shifted. Patrick Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson has gone, you know, the money has gone up, and now he can add, because if he gets to a Super Bowl, most likely he's probably going to be uh, a Super Bowl MVP. So he adds a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl to his resume. It's going, it's going to be $45 million a year. So <laughs> Nice. Well, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, go check it out. It's The Athletic. They did a, a poll. There's a, about 35. There's a bunch of questions, a lot of historical stuff. It's, it's kind of a cool, cool article. Um, you also need to go check out on Twitter, Twitter uh, Jesse's thread about his grandma. One of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen. If you haven't read that, Go check I'll, it out. Hilarious. I'll be putting, I'll be putting today's her birthday. Rest in peace, Grandma. She, you know, she died when I was in uh, in college. She was my rock. She was my everything. She raised me and my two other brothers. And so throughout the day, I'm honoring her by telling stories of her uh, throughout my lifetime. And so the first one I put up was about a high school basketball game uh, that I played in. And this particular uh, team thought their mentality was: if we get physical with Jesse and we rough him up, that 
will get him off his game. Um, and so throughout the game, they're trying to be physical with me. And a play happens. I go shoot a jump shot, and a guy kind of like undercuts me a little bit, knocks me down, and he stands over top of me. And I'm literally feet from my grandmother. So I'm upset now. I, I'm, I've reached my limit. So I get up, and I go, you know, if you do that again, I'm going to F you up. And so, you know, the referee separates us. And as I'm walking to the free throw line, my grandmother yells out. It's a home game, so it's a little bit quiet. My grandmother yells out over the crowd, okay, Jess, you warned him. If he does it again, F him up. You have my permission. <laughs> and and trust me, she didn't say she said the full word in front of everybody and like the like the section erupted over there. I kind of looked at her and, and looked at him and, and smiled and said, "You heard what she said now." And uh <laughs> And so yeah, so I'll be I'll be putting out stories all day long just the funny things that my grandmother has done over my life uh, with me in sports. So, yeah, log into at Mr. Fulton Long if you want to hear some great stories about my grandmother. Happy birthday, Grandma from heaven. I know I love you and I miss you. So it's not Jesse's fault. He's the way he is. This has it been ingrained in him since birth <laughs> for generations. So don't be mad at Jesse. Uh, well, fellas, it's that time. We, we got to get out of here. I hate it. We could always do about three or four hours of this show. We need to lobby for that. We need to we need to do a, a showathon one time. See how long we can talk before we run out of stuff. We need to push for that. Let's do that okay, and raise yeah. money for charity while we're doing it. Yeah. Let's do it. Boom. I can do that. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right, Jesse, Kurt. I'm glad. I'm, Jesse, I'm glad you wore the shirt today. I think it's important. I'm Thank glad you. you did that. Thank you. Me too, my bro. Thank you. Got to get this figured Everybody out. Everybody, put man. their head close Everybody to the people. phone. Everybody, put their head close to the phone. Uh, why? Why are we doing that? So we got to see Shannon. Shannon in his Game of Thrones. <laughs> so sorry. He's sorry. He's so sorry. All right, fellas. Kurt, thanks for getting your haircut. Jesse, thanks you for betcha. being you. Nate, thanks for joining us. We will be back next Monday on Hanging with the Boys. The Boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!